0: If you enjoy this episode of Obscure Obsessions, please remember to rate us, review us, and subscribe. Thank you for your support. Hi, I'm Nick Zicario. And I'm Taylor Zicario. And on this episode of Obscure Obsessions 2. Then there was- Now I've gone (laughs) cross-eyed. There's a ghost. Turns out it's a very agile old person, agile. which I still will fight anyone with with what was it, Megan? Megan's, Megan's uh, Sh- shoulder you made a shiv out of her, Sh- shoulder, her bone. shoulder bone. Oh no! The director of Moon Knight is going to be pissed <laughs> when he hears about this. A-, a fake sea monster. You bring fake basketball players also. And now here are your hosts. Not that I didn't notice this part in, in Goal Member, but. It's the part when you know the part. Doctor Eagle goes, "I'm Dougie, I'm Dougie," but right before that, Michael Caine is ta- is, is very calmly tapping Doctor Eagle. It's okay, Dougie. Dougie, Dougie. And Michael Caine goes, "Yes, Dougie, don't you remember?" And like he's so good. I like obviously we know Michael Caine is a terrific actor, right. but uh, he's real committed to real even committed. something as silly as, as, silly as the yeah. third awesome Powers And resume. also he pinches Frau's ass at one point. <laughs> You know? Oh, you're a tripod. <laughs> that's also a weird scene. If you really think about it, like, yeah. why is Nigel Powers asking to see Mini Mies Schwant? <laughs> you know, it's very strange uh-uh. if you actually think about it. Oh, and then today, I don't know if you've ever seen this movie because I'd never really even heard of this movie, which is, you know, right, exactly For you, that's... what I what I want and I'm always ashamed when I don't know anything. saying uh, Yesterday, along with watching Dr. Um, you mean Goldmember? Goldmember. I also watched my cousin Vinny, which of course right. I have seen and I do know. Uh, and I was going I was looking through uh, Marissa Tomei's uh, filmography. filmography and I noticed a movie called Oscar, which is with Sylvester Is that with Stallone? That's with Sylvester Stallone and it's a John Landis film. And uh, It's not like Jack, right? No, no. Okay. He plays a nineteen thirties gangster, essentially like an Al Capone type, who's trying to go straight okay uh, n- not in his his sexual preferences but, but in, terms in his, of his, in his uh, uh, money going go legit in. right and it's essentially a screwball comedy it's it's like a s- 1930s and it's supposed to be acting wise it's very stylistic to the point where the first half hour I was saying god everyone is acting terribly uh-huh. in this movie and then you kind of get into the rhythm of it and you realize, oh they're going for that that style i thought it was a kind of a fun movie but really, it's the cast that's tremendous because you got Stallone, mm-hmm. you got Mercer Tomei, you got Peter Regert, uh, who we oh. know as the—he uh, was many things, but he's to us most applicable for the mask. He was the oh, he's uh, the—is he the the buddy Doyle? Yeah, he's one—he's one, oh, no, right, right. one who says Doyle. Chaz Malmin-Terry. Oh, that's fine from the Bronx Tale, and stealing the show, Tim Curry. Oh well, now you sold. This me is a Tim Curry it. movie I wasn't really aware of. He, how big of a, is he like a Mr. Hector role or no, no, more like, le, more substantial. Um, but he plays a uh, elocution expert who's trying to teach Stallone how to speak proper English. That's fantastic. And he falls in love with Marissa Tomei, and it's one of these movies where there's a lot of like miscommunication and bags are switched, and it's a lot of hijinks. And I I have to say that I really when was that from? Is that from the That 90s? was ninety. 1 or 92 oh, okay. The director of My Cousin Vinny Saw uh, Dailies from this movie Oh and then cast Tomei Marissa Tomei Actually the Scooby-Doo Level acting on Scooby-Doo <laughs> Is probably on the same Level as Oscar It's it's very stylized But I would definitely Recommend It sounds uh, interesting Checking that one out uh, Mr. John Landis A.K.A. The guy who Inadvertently chopped off Vic Morrow's head Which is my favorite part Of uh, <laughs> Twilight, Twilight Zone The movie, the movie. We were, we were talking the other day about um, Scooby Doo. Scooby Lucian? Scooby Lucian. Which I, I, I really like. I really like. I don't know if that's going to be the title or not. You'll, you'll have to um, see what it says at the top of the screen. But uh, Scooby Doo, you know, I was thinking, oh, around 3, 4 in the morning. <laughs> Your normal time. Uh, about when we went down the shore that time, year, many years ago, when right. grandpa died of heart failure on the vacation. Yeah. Uh, And right before we went down, (laughs) right before we went down, you and I bought. Do you remember what we bought? Well, I know that I probably. I think it was at Circuit City. I probably would have purchased the 2001. So probably would have been Cyber Chase. Yeah, one. No, no, no. It was a Scooby Doo related. Right, Scooby Doo and the. the... Oh, right. I always get that mixed up. Oh, right. Because there's Cyber Chase Chase and then there's Scooby Doo and the Cyber Chase. Hmm. Would it have been? It was a confluence. Oh, was it Batman and... Okay. Yeah, it was... Um, Scooby-Doo meets Batman. Which, I guess at the time, I thought, oh, this is a new movie. So did I. And then you not put, knowing. And then you put it in, you realize immediately, this is not a new movie remotely. But I, you know, that I was only like six when that came out. So, or at least that particular VHS. Yeah. So, I guess I just thought, oh, they're just doing... That same style of Scooby Doo. Because I remember you and I, we, we each bought copies, right. VHS of them. And for I remember, our own different reasons. You were the, going for the yeah. Batman, I was going for Scooby Doo. Yeah, and, and I, I also did like Scooby Doo, but I didn't watch it maybe as religiously as, as you did. Right. But yeah, I loved that one where Scooby Doo and Batman meet. Mm-hmm. But that was actually an episode of the new Scooby Doo movies, movies, right? And even at that, so that's in the set that I have on DVD. You have the big thick one. That's the one that I have, where it's like yeah. it's a, it's a uh, like an accordion case where it folds out onto itself. Yeah, I have itself. that big thick one too. But that's not well, all. My of the mine episodes. is bigger than yours. I all right, thank you. They've slimmed it down, though. They've slimmed it down, but they also didn't release all of them originally. Interesting. So there's now a sec. There's now a lost episodes set. Of ones that were never released, and you have this also on Blu-ray? No, that one's on DVD. Oh yeah, because I'm looking here, and under Blu-ray it says the new Scooby-Doo movies, the almost complete collection, which is what I think they have always had. I after. wonder if that has to do with like, I mean, it must have to do with rights rights issues, because I don't think the Adams Family crossover is on that uh, one. Let me check. I don't know. What there that was is. one apparently. I don't know what that- uh yeah there was adam's family i just saw that oh here it is that's just at the very top of the screen the episode wednesday is missing has not been released on dvd yet due to appearance rights conflicts with the creators of so there's rights issues yeah so but this was also one of these things that as a kid i didn't grasp because they would just release one or two episodes on vhs and they'd call it Something where it's like, oh, it's a new Scooby-Doo thing. But technically they were re-releasing it from... A show. And really it was just... How long was a Scooby-Doo movie? 22. Like 22 or 30 minutes. So you're really stretching the definition of the word movie. Right, but But it it was... In the specific Batman episode, for example. I think that they had two crossover appearances. So... When they put that out on VHS, it was both episodes, so it was about an hour. I remember being in the Crossgates Mall in (laughs) Albany. And I remember one time finding this... I still have it, unless it was swept down from the flood. (laughs) uh, In this orange VHS that was Batman cartoons, but they were like the 1960 Batman cartoons. Oh, okay. Where in that... And and, and it was of the same style as this as this one was. And like in that... Catwoman had a green outfit. Weird, like in, in that period in the comics, they were drawing she just, her green. She, she wore a green outfit. It's very weird. I think that as a kid too, like I just absorbed all types of Scooby Doo content. Now the real question is, because you have Scooby Doo, where are you? Right, that's the original, and then it gets haywire. It's the multiverse of, yeah. because I mean, suddenly it just, it splinters because off. Because Shaggy and... asked Dr. Strange to make the world forget him. <laughs> and inadvertently. He wants to just get into college. Inadvertently gives Jared Leto vampirism, <laughs> if I remember correctly. Because there's Scooby-Doo, Where Are You? And then there's a number of different series, which are either spin-off. And I don't even know if you consider some of these spin-offs as much as they are just kind of Re- it feels or? like um, rebranding a lot. Where, yeah. like, if I understood it correctly, it went from Scooby-Doo Where Are You okay. into Let's see. The Scooby-Doo Show. No. Was that the third iteration of it? The Scooby-Doo Show is not even listed here. Oh, here it is. That's the third. Okay, so, for example, when you look up Scooby-Doo on HBO, right? Mm-hmm. It's Scooby-Doo, Where Are You is the first thing, and I think that that's 1966, I want to say? Yeah, uh, 69. 69, right. Yeah, the original show ran for three years from 1969 right. to 1970, and then, and here's where it gets confusing again. That was on CBS. Then, in 1978, they brought it back for one year on ABC. Still called Scooby-Doo, Where Are You? Where Are You? Even though that there was other shows in the interim. Right, so after that would have been was that the Scooby-Doo movie the new Scooby-Doo movies yeah oh well here these say that the, that they were one hour episodes Scooby-Doo movie were they partnered with anything because like for example the one that i was swindled into buying yeah. was the Scooby-Doo Dynamite Power Hour but it was essentially one episode of a Scooby-Doo show and then an episode of the Dino-Mutt series it wasn't a crossover no, right cuz
1: well, then they Now was... I've gone cross-eyed.
0: <laughs> but you're right. I know what you mean because they did that a lot, particularly Hanna-Barbera. They would do these weird thing, I don't know if they, I don't I guess weird thing is the wrong. Thing. They would do programming blocks where like the first 22 minutes is new Scooby-Doo episodes. Uh-huh. And then the next half hour, 22 minutes is Dino Mutt. But then they also had, if I'm not mistaken, They had their own crossover television show, which they called something else. Yeah, well, okay. Let's see if we can tease this out. Well, the other thing that is confusing is that they would do these like programming blocks where you have half one show, half another. But then you have these ones where within the show itself, there were these mini episodes. Like you would have Yabadoo, Scooby, and... We get very confused. So let let's see if we can go through it. Cause because I I I don't really know the lineage. Okay. Well, I thought it went from Scooby Doo Where Are You into the oh, Scooby Doo oh, Show. Th- thank, well, it's like our friends at Wikipedia. Okay. Thanks, Wiki. Okay, so Scooby Doo Where Are You ran from nineteen sixty nine I think until nineteen seventy on CBS. And it was wasn't that Overall, like, the same amount of episodes as, like, the Batman, where it was, like... 25. Really? 25 episodes. I thought there was a ton of episodes. Well, of of that original run, oh, it was gotcha. 25. And they were, I'm pretty sure, half hours. Now, that according make- to this, the new Scooby-Doo movies ran from 1972, two years after Scooby-Doo, Where Are You, until 1973. So, one year... Oh, well, it's two years two seasons and they were 1 hour episodes but not really because there was commercials and stuff right and the new Scooby-Doo movies okay here's here's what it says on wikipedia aside from doubling the length of each episode the new Scooby-Doo movies differed from its predecessor in the addition of a rotating special guest star slot right each and this is this is what I did love about this series because sometimes You'd have, like, Don Knotts. Right. And other times you'd have a fictional character show up. Each episode featured real-world celebrities or well-known animated characters joining the Mystery Inc. gang in Solving Mysteries. Mm -hmm. Now, let me me see who who we have. Well, like, for example, the other one that comes to mind Mm -hmm. that I watched a lot when they released it was Scooby-Doo meets the Harlem Globetrotters. Right, so you have... So, apparently, in this Scooby-Doo universe... The Harlem Globetrotters exist in a world where Pugsley Adams also <laughs> exists. And according to this, you know who who voiced Pugsley Adams in the episode Wednesday is Missing? Who? Jody Foster. Really? <laughs> yeah, Jody Foster. Other guests include uh, L- uh, Lurch, obviously. Oliver Hardy. I was going to say, wasn't Laurel and Paul Hardy? Laurel and Hardy. Robin, played by uh, Casey Kasem also. Phyllis Diller- We know, right? Right. Because wasn't she in the episode where Scooby Doo kisses her cousin? Yeah, or that was a thriller diller. The it was the oh yeah chiller diller movie thriller. Dick Van Dyke, otherwise known as Penis Van Lesbian, (laughs) (laughs) as himself, Cass Elliot of the Mamas Mama's and and Papas, right? Who did not actually die by choking on a ham sandwich. That's the popular. That's the thing about her. Well, wasn't someone like Don Knotts? I think he appeared on it like three times. Yeah. Larry Fine of the Three Stooges. Okay. Everyone's least favorite moronic stooge, Curly Joe (laughs) Dorita. Because I'm seeing characters also. Yeah. The mamas and the papas I'm seeing here. I'm seeing. Oh, yeah. There's the Harlem Globetrotters. Oh, I remember this one. The Ghost of the Red Baron. Do you remember that one? The Red Baron was the famous World War One
1: pilot. Oh, like
0: the like the Peanuts, like the you know where that's the uh, the adopted personality Snoopy. Right, 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 right. Okay, so on our list. Oh, I'm seeing Nicholas just you just handed me the um, the DVD DVD. I'm seeing the inside art cover. So I'm seeing Batman, and I'm also seeing Don Knotts dresses Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> I'm seeing Oliver Hardy and Stan Laurel next to. Uh, the Harlem Globetrotters. Okay, so here we go. We have ghostly, ghostly town with special guests of Three Stooges. We have an episode of Batman and Robin, Jonathan Winters, Don Knotts, Don Knotts again, mm-hmm. uh, Laurel and Hardy, Three Stooges again, Harlem Globetrotters. Oh, and there's a nice little picture on the back here. Oh, it here, shows everyone. It shows everyone. We have uh, the Loch Ness Monster with <laughs> with the Harlem Globetrotters. Right. Because nothing solves crypt you know, if you're going to fight an ancient sea monster. You yeah. want to bring some basketball yeah, stars. A fake sea monster, you bring fake basketball players also. <laughs> Don Adams from um, Get Smart. Yeah, so you... Oh, and they have a lovely, lovely all-star cast. Oh, look at this. They say Larry, Curly, Moe. That's not Curly. Curly was long dead from a stroke by this point. That's that jerk, Curly Joe, Joe Dorita. Dorita. But yeah, this I remember being a very... Fun show. and it, Well, because it was so in line with the original. I mean, we're only talking, I guess, two years then between Scooby-Doo, Where Are You and this. So, yeah. you know, the DNA was not too far removed. I'm also from- seeing an episode called Sandy Duncan's Jekyll and Hyde with a mystery game. Sandy Duncan was a you know, an actress. Villains include Mr. Hyde, the dragon, King Kong, a grizzly bear, the wolfman, and Lion. I'm curious now. I want to try and see what the episodes that were on, on the lost episodes, because I've had that saved in my, uh, Amazon queue for a while. Because the total episodes on here are what? How many are on this one? I think it's 20, 25, maybe. Oh, sorry. 15. There's 15? 15 on here. Now that's interesting because there was actually, how many? Son of a nutcracker. What'd you say? There's fifteen in the set. Oh, there that was twenty-four total. So the lost episodes, this DVD that's here, I can't see the list on Amazon. But my hope is that it's the remaining ones. Except you just said though that oh on Wikib- the Wen- oh I see it here on on Wikipedia. There's thirty. There's twenty-three episodes total. So that would include everything except the Wednesday the, the Adams, Wednesday Adams, Adams one. one, which was apparently though released only in Australia as a apparently. The Adams Family Rights Owners, they don't give a crap about Down Under. They don't care who uses it. because. But that one was really fun, I remember, because it was yeah. just like how bizarre and surreal to see Don Knotts meeting Scooby-Doo. I mean, it doesn't need to exist, but I'm so glad it does. And I think that what I love about that kind of type of show with Scooby-Doo is that you start started to straddle the line between, not like there was ever reality in Scooby-Doo, but like, as a kid, I guess, in the 70s, and then see someone who's like Don Knotts, like a popular comedian, and now he's being put on a famous television well, show I'm like, looking, for kids. I'm looking here, and and um, apparently there's a show on HBO Max called Scooby-Doo and Guess Who? Oh, okay. That also features guests, like the Scooby-Doo movies, like Bill Nye. Oh, so it's recent. Recent. It's on, li- on right now, I guess. Huh. Halsey, Halsey. I don't know who that is. Oh, I, uh, Chris Paul. I don't know who that is. Wanda Sykes and Mark Hamill. So apparently, okay. I do remember thinking though that an hour is a very long time it for is, a cartoon. It is a long time. I don't remember them being an hour. Okay, so na- okay, so those are fairly easy and straightforward. Scooby Doo, where are you? We all know these. They go to some place. Usually, Old Man Wilks. There's a ghost. Usually, turns out it's very agile old person. <laughs> very agile. Old person who was, who was a technical whiz with, with monster makeup. Right. Then, we, okay, here's now where we're going to start to get to a more complicated. Now we arrive at the Scooby-Doo show, mm-hmm. which ran on ABC from 1976 to 1978. Now the Scooby-Doo show, okay, here's, here's what it says. The title of the series is an umbrella term for episodes of the third incarnation of Hanna-Barbera's scooby-doo franchise a total of 40 episodes ran Whoa. for three seasons marking the first time scooby-doo appeared on that network okay here, here's your, here's your, okay you ready to get ready for your eyes to cross i do think though i know at least one new addition to this okay here we go 16 episodes were produced as segments of the scooby-doo dino mutt hour in 1976 okay Eight episodes were produced as segments of Scooby Doo's All Star Laugh Olympics in 1977. And 16 episodes were produced in 1978, with nine of them running by themselves under the Scooby Doo Where Are You name. So here's. And the final seven are segments of Scooby Doo's All Stars. (laughs) So, but now this is making a lot more sense because okay. right, right? I'm, I'm more confused check this out okay Okay, I'm going to steal your phrase this is pivotal for all of so you so on DVDs okay. so you have the Scooby-Doo Dynomutt Power Hour right uh, you, so your research just said that it was 15 or 16 of them 16 were, were produced that, as right? the Scooby-Doo Dino so now they can put those 16 episodes under the Dynomutt Power Hour DVD and release that mm-hmm. there's the Laugh Olympics that had 16 episodes, right? So that gets Eight. its own DVD Uh huh. Then it has The remaining few were under, were under the Scooby-Doo, 78 Remember I said before, it said 78 So then that goes into season 3 of the DVD set Ah, I see So now, there's not a Scooby-Doo show That's definitive That's what I was going to ask you, is there a DVD if I wanted to buy And that's one of the things oh. I love about yeah, HBO Max Is that it exists in its entirety, just as that show. Because I'm looking here, and it's, I'm not going to read all of it because it's going to r- really make my. Uh, oh, so yeah, so here it has the Scooby Doo Dino Mutt, the complete series. Right, that was what I was swindled into getting. This, and then there's one co- then there's a few others, but it's just like one or two episodes in these others. Exactly. Th- so it's a, it's actually an extremely clever scheme to get people to buy these individual sets. The f- first season was released on DVD with the Dino Mutt episodes they originally aired at. The second season has not been released in a set, but some episodes have appeared on DVD. That's what I mean. This leaves only four out of the eight episodes as part of the Laugh Olympics. Yeah, it's, it's weird. You have a series which is, like, spread out across... It almost seems to me that there is no definite what is the Scooby-Doo show. It, it's not something that's To me, definite. it's basically a continuation of... Scooby-Doo where are you? because the format is the same it's just that you get introduced to and this is one of the things I was saying earlier we meet Scooby's cousin ah uh, yeah Scooby Dumb. enter Scooby Dum which to me is a conundrum because he's more moronic uh-huh. than even Scooby I mean Scooby is just a a he's wholesome Scooby Dum is really just like he's like uh, the inbred Broke the door is he- like, is it he like the inbred? I, lo- I That's a great. Yeah. By the way, anyone out there who's looking for a Scooby Dumb impersonator, <laughs> come have... to the right place. Okay, so now I'm cross referencing <laughs> what the first episode <laughs> of the Scooby Doo Dynamut Hour was. That was called High Rise Hair Razor, which, by the way, I find offensive. That was the first episode of the Scooby Dynamite Hour. And you're absolutely right. On hbo max under the scooby-doo show that is considered the first episode now what was dino mutt was in scoob right i think that was like a he was that he was that superhero you know what it is i think that's also the blue falcon which is that well maybe no no you're right but i think that dino mutt was like the blue falcon's companion so i think that it was a good way to partner the two shows because you could have it's easy to animate these type of. Oh, you're right. You're you're right. You're right. Because Mark Wahlberg was the voice of the Blue Falcon, and the dog was Dino Mutt, voiced by Ken Jung. He was the ro- He was. See, I don't really. I don't remember that. I don't at really all. remember remember that quite so well. But the Scooby Doo show was essentially Scooby Doo. Where are you? Basically. In fact, it must have been if they were able to swindle you into it, thinking it was the third season. This is one of these things too that kind of like Power Rangers. Mm-hmm. Scooby-Doo would just be lift exact character designs and color them differently. So for example, there's an episode called which, Witch is which. Okay. And that was, I believe in Scooby-Doo. Where are you? There's like a zombie looking uh, character where he's like this big lurching figure. And he's got like kind of almost like a pointed head mm-hmm. in the Scooby-Doo show. That same exact design is used in another episode, but they color his clothes differently, and I think they shade his skin a different color. Interesting. Well, here it says, Despite the yearly changes, the 76-78 stretch of Scooby-Doo represents all three seasons the longest-running format of the original show before the addition of Scrappy-Doo. Now, when did Scrappy-Doo first appear? I could have sworn... Oh, that he... he didn't appear. Okay, we're, we're almost getting to him. Okay. See, I think most people think Scrappy was part of the original show, or came around yeah. near the original show, but according to my research, okay, let, let, let's see. I feel like he might be a product of the 80s. Well, he comes up next. So, 78 was the end of the Scooby-Doo, Dino Mutt, what, Sco- what was Scooby-Doo's, oh, oh, wait, wait, I'm getting too, too far ahead, because now, I'm, and now, now my, I've now gone my... cross-eyed. <laughs> uh okay scooby-doo Dynoma, yeah I, i'm still I, I saw scoob but i'm still not exactly clear on what that was a hanna-barbera verse attempt yeah okay so from 1979 to 1978 for third no that's 16 for 16 episodes came a series called scooby and scrappy Doo which was a 30 minute version uh it can it was the fourth incarnation and it was the last Hanna-Barbera cartoon, excluding primetime specials, to use the studio's laugh track. Oh. So apparently, the staff at Hanna-Barbera realized that the Scooby-Doo format was getting worn out, which gave them reason to parody it in a, in a special called Scooby-Doo Goes to Hollywood. This is the series where they added Scrappy-Doo. He's got the, the second name in the title. And although still present, these. okay. Oh, this is the one. Although still present in these episodes, Fred Daphne, and Velma are less essential and become more this is the one where they're less a part of the thing. And I think that at a certain point well really I know mostly, there's, yeah there's I know there's one coming up where they're abandoned altogether. yeah because in this one they're still there but apparently apparently however they were oh they were moved in the next season but yeah, so this one was just Shaggy Scooby and scrappy. Marla frumpkin. Oh, I see. She took over the the voice of Velma. Yeah, I, I don't not familiar with. And you her. know what? Like that kind of makes sense because if you know you have the standout of Shaggy and Scooby because people love that duo, but it does become a thing where I feel it it teeters on. It's what we were talking about before, where if you have someone that's way too zany at the figurehead of your show, mm-hmm. it can become tiresome, and you need someone to kind of. Zen the the rest of the show around right because because you now have like three of the most extreme characters in the center and then Scrappy is especially if you watch the 2002 live action film but <laughs> which I still will fight anyone with with what was it Megan Megan's, Megan's bung, uh, sh- shoulder you made a shiv out of her sh- shoulder her bone. shoulder bone Scrappy is essentially the polar opposite of Scooby which is why the dynamic works for. You know, not for a long period of time, but rather than being afraid, Scrappy is the, let me at him, boss, let me yeah, at what's him. It, what's his his catchphrase? It's puppy power. That's what it is. Puppy power. I know people have real issues with Scrappy, do And maybe I was young enough to enjoy Scrappy. What I'm thinking now must have been the case is in syndication. You know, when I would have been watching, you would have been watching on TV. Mm. They probably just called all these things Scooby-Doo, Where Are You? Yeah. Because I very distinctly remember watching Scrappy-Doo episodes of Scooby-Doo, Where Are You? If you're looking at the television guide and it's, you know, a shortened block because it's only 30 minutes... Mm. You can't fit long titles in there, so by just putting the word Scooby-Doo in it... That's true, too. It doesn't make much of a difference. And for a young kid, it's not like it's leaving that much of an impression because, as you just said, it all blended together for you where suddenly Scrappy-Doo seemed to be in episodes... Yeah, I get... What's that called? The Mandela effect? (laughs) Like, my Mandela effect was I always thought Scrappy showed up... But they would do that on even live-action TV series. They would bring in a kid... Whether it's Cousin Oliver uh-huh. on uh, Brady, Bunch. Brady Bunch or it's a uh, gymnastics twirling velociraptor killing <laughs> daughter of Jeff Goldblum. Well, that's actually in, in television. It's actually called the Cousin Oliver Syndrome where you bring in a kid. They did like, that a little bit. I remember I'm married with children and then it, it's it's to rejuvenate it, right? Yeah, it, it's like, well, let's uh, we'll get some more storylines out of a uh a new person Of a new person And then I don't know That that ever really Has ever worked Well isn't it also The Cousin Oliver effect Because that doomed the show Most people blame Cousin Oliver But I think In the case of Brady Bunch It was already enough You know, Right It was already you, 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 We have it There's also Another syndrome called The Chuck Cunningham syndrome Oh I've never heard of it. Which that. Chuck Cunningham Was the older brother Of Richie and Joni Cunningham On Happy Days and he appeared in only oh. the first two seasons, and then one day he goes up the stairs, and he was never on the rest of the, on the show ever oh, again. Okay, that that's right. So it's a character who just disappears, who's written out for whatever reason. Actually, Chuck Cunningham, the actor who played Chuck Cunningham, just died recently. When I've been going to sleep or trying to go to sleep, uh-huh. I've been putting on Pluto TV.
1: Oh, okay. And I put it
0: onto the Happy Days channel. Does it knock you right out? It's very soothing. Well, because I know that your cinematic NyQuil is Grown Ups 1. Yeah, Grown Ups 1. Oh, Gavin O'Harely. He was... he was, Did you ever see Death Wish 3? No. He was in Death Wish 3, Willow, and Superman 3. He was exclusively in, in, in three threequels. It's Don Most now. Okay, so we have Scrappy. Okay, so that ran from 79 to 80. I will say this. I think that Scrappy's bit... Is not as irksome as Scooby-Dum's bit. Like, I think Scooby-Dum essentially wears thin... So, you per- so y- you know in math, those... Um, greater than or equal to... Those yeah. greater than or equal signs? I would still put the edge over on Scrappy. Okay. Because at least... Scrappy formulates full sentences. Because <laughs> remember when that? When, I remember when I learned greater or equal. Then they took they showed you if you drew like an alligator, right? Teeth. To, to and to this it. day, in order to remember which one it is, I still, I still have to still draw the do. alligator. Okay, so now we're getting even more complicated. We're now in the '80s, right? We're now in 1980, and we're now in the fifth incarnation of Scooby Doo. So think just think about that too. So the show started in '69. So there's already been five different versions of the show. Well, even more if you count the different, like... Right, oh, the different, like, programming block Like we said, Scooby-Doo show is technically, like, an umbrella term for, like, three other shows. Okay, this one, to be even more confusing, is also called Scooby-Doo and Scrappy-Doo. It's the exact same title as the fourth installment. Oh, okay, so that was only the one season in 79. Right, and that was essentially Scooby-Doo, Where Are You? but with with Scrappy and with the other three lesser. This one eschews all of that mystery stuff for simpler, more comedic adventures that involved real supernatural villains. So this is the one of the first times where the villains were actually supernatural, actual ghosts. OK, here we go. Ready? Keep track of this. A total of thirty three half hour episodes, each of which included three Seven minutes shorts. Oh no, I've gone cross. Oh right. no! Wait. All right. So hold on. Total of thirty-three half-hour episodes, each of these. There, I feel like I'm taking the SAT. <laughs> each of these included three seven-minute shorts, and was were produced over three seasons. Let me look. Whoa. Okay. Oh. 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 Okay. I'm look. I'm looking at them now. So in one of these. 30-minute oh, so episode. 30-minute episode, it's like three shorts. Three shorts within an episode. Like, uh, like a Looney Tunes. Like Looney Tunes, or or even like some of the old other Hanna-Barbera ones, they would do that. Like, right. Like Tom and Jerry. Yeah, or Wally Gator, which oh. was uh, another obscure one, who I think appeared in the background, the more interesting background shots of, <laughs> of uh, Scoop. Uh, uh, no, of uh, Space Jam? Space Jam, of New Legacy. Okay. Okay, so this is one of the first where it's three mini-episodes making up the larger... Which at this point now is a deviation from what they were doing originally. Exactly, And this aired from 1980 to 1982 on ABC. Okay, ready? 13 of these episodes were produced for the 1980-81 season. And 7 more were produced for the 1981-82 as segments of the Richie Rich Scooby-Doo show. That's another DVD set. Okay. The remaining 13 were produced as segments of the Scooby and Scrappy Doo Puppy Hour for the 1982-83 season. They've really lost titling. In, well, in, so in this. Th- but this is now what I'm realizing is that it's a very devious way to essentially stretch the dollar bill because by still calling it Scooby and Scrappy, but splitting it into all these different other like not even spin-offs. It's like every year it was a new rebrand. So then you have this r- totally random Scooby and Richie Rich. Which have nothing in common. I don't know what the connection between <laughs> Scooby-Doo and Richie Rich. Was are. Richie Rich a Hanna-Barbera property before? No, r- Richie Rich was a Harvey Comics. So he-, he was in the same universe as Casper and Baby Huey. they maybe acquire it at a certain Well, point? no, they definitely did. But I don't know what the thematic link between the two. Oh, okay. And this is also the one that involved Yabba-Doo. Oh, Okay. So yeah, because at a certain point, it's Scooby Scrappy and Yabadoo, right? Scooby and Scooby doo and Yabadoo never interact in these ever, because in the episodes, you have let me let me let me see, you have one episode where it's Scooby and Scrappy, one episode where, and then one episode where it's Scrappy and Yabadoo, which is insane because why would you have a show then without the title person? B- but in the episode, so you. Oh, so I see. In the in the mini episode, right? So in so of the of the two, what do they do on? Uh, I think it's on HBO, right? Yeah. The, the, well, there is there's the one Scooby and Scrappy. Oh, did they did they did they take it away? Because yeah, I don't see the Doo ones. Those dirty rotten bastards. Yabba. So oh, here it here is. Here, here it is. Scooby doing Scrappy do, and do and right. Oh yeah, here it is. Here it is. Here oh my. So it's five seasons. Yeah, but this isn't a, an accurate... Um, oh, look, 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 look. Here's what they... The, these these cheeky little... Because I'm looking at it, too. Yeah, yeah, look. Okay, look at season one, right? Right. These are 21 minutes. Right. Look at season two. Oh, I see. So they literally so, split them into the individual... So season one on here is the f- fourth incarnation of of the series. They've broken up these four, the fifth incarnation of, Sco, of Scooby. doo oh, And they doo. keep doing that, so I'm on season three. They look to be doing that. Yeah, season in, four and five. Okay, so that's so it's really so they've combined the fourth and fifth incarnation of Scooby-Doo into one thing on HBO Max, and the individual mini episodes are now their own. Are now their own individual eight episodes. That's I mean that's really episode. sneaky. I, I guess maybe it's simpler. Yabadoo. I could have sworn, though, that there was a, a show on here that said Scooby and Scrappy and Yabadoo. That's how it was sometimes shown on, T- on, on Boomerang. Oh, used okay. To show on Bo- now, Yabadoo was a white Great Dane, and his adventures took place out west, where he fights crime with his master, a bumbling deputy named Deputy Dusty, who might essentially look like Shaggy. Except he's wearing a cowboy hat. This is where this is where they would be easy to just kind of And what was Yabba's catchphrase? I don't know. Yippity Yappity doo. Because Yabba Dabba Doo was already taken. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't r I remember those being very kiddie. Also, yippity yappa do. I mean, it doesn't roll off the tongue as easily. But, but I think by this point they've kind of abandoned all the supernatural elements right now did you own? you said you own this on dvd no this was one that oh i see totally shocked right because there's the richie rich scooby-doo hour volume so yeah right so once again they would start splitting these things into these oh but this one only has the first seven episodes really again why it's important if you're a scooby-doo fan to have hbo max right because at least now, in its entirety, you can watch it just as what if your life has really fallen into hard times. We're Which... watching the fifth incarnation. <laughs> now, my list here has has neglected the Laugh Olympics. I thought that we covered that though. With the was that technically part of? I think that was part of the Scooby Doo movies, or no, it wasn't that part of the Scooby Doo show. Right, I, I, that's what I meant. It was that I think oh, yeah. that here... was part of its programming block right. because. The Scooby-Doo Laugh Olympics were from 1977 to 78. They were a programming block on Saturday mornings. And the block featured five animated series. Among them, Scooby-Doo Laugh Olympics, The Blue Falcon and Dino Captain Caveman, and reruns, even more confusing, of Scooby-Doo Where Are You? Now, the Laugh Olympics was its own series, which was like the Avengers of Hanna-Barbera. So it's so weird. It was a spoof of the Olympics and of a spoof of the Battle of the Network Stars, oh, which was a series of that's kind of fun that had actors from the different network shows right. competing against each other. You know what? That at least kind of makes some sense, but it's still it's teetering line between. Here's here's the team. So on, on in the real show, you had CBS, NBC, ABC, right? The actual networks. Okay, as part of the Scooby Doo Laugh Olympics, which I wonder if they're. In later years, it was f- frequently rerun on TV. I don't, I don't, I, I must have seen it at some point. Was it ever released on DVD? Oh, it was. See, that's something I'd be interested in buying. The Scooby-Doo Laugh Olympics. Yeah, yeah which you can. Or just see, it's really just called Laugh Olympics. The Scooby-Doo. Okay, this is confusing. Ready? You have the Laugh Olympics, which was part of the Scooby-Doo All-Star Laugh Olympics. So the, La- the Scooby-Doo All-Star Laugh Olympics was the programming block. Laugh Olympics was the, the show. show. Oh, God. Wow. Okay, here are the teams. The Scooby-Doobies. I wonder who's on that sh- that team. The Yogi Yahooies. <laughs> and the Really Rottens, which was made up of all the villains. Oh, that's so kind of fun. You had uh, villains from the show. That's kind of fun. Yeah. You had characters from Scooby-Doo Where Are You? Captain Caveman, Speed Buggy, Dino Mutt, Yogi Bear, Huckleberry Hound, Quickstrom McGraw. It was essentially what this new Scoob movie was trying to do, do, combining these characters. But it was treated as though they were playing the the, the, Olympia. Right, they were like playing basketball. They were playing sports. The first episode is just called Switzerland and Japan. And then it lists the events. Downhill ski (laughs) race, skiing, toboggan. You have episodes set in France and Australia, the Eiffel Tower Climb Boomerang Throw. Oh, I really like this episode. Egypt and Sherwood Forest. Oh, great. Oh, Alaska and Tahiti. Oh, you know what the season finale of of season one was? Tell me. Quebec and Baghdad, Iraq. Whoa. (laughs) Oh, my God. This has aged wonderfully. (laughs) Here are the events in the Baghdad episode. Oh, no. in In the Quebec episode lacrosse batting contest okay sure canadian tree cutting contest okay. all right okay here we go ready for everyone to get upset oh is this the big one flying carpet race and, and magic rope climb oh no the director of moon Knight is going to be pissed <laughs> when he hears about this and if my uh autocorrect would stop correcting the word "liff." I might be able to look look up Laugh Olympics. Well, because you know what I'm looking at here on HBO? uh, There's a fair amount of Scooby-Doo selections to choose from. Oh, here it is. You would be deceived because most of this is the newer iterations from like about 2000 and onward. Oh, and I'm just looking at the, the one that's available, the Scooby-Doo Laugh Olympics, just says Scooby-Doo Laugh Olympics Spooky Games. I don't think that that's the real... No, because I'm looking at this now, Taylor. Yeah. And Scooby-Doo Spooky Games, 2012. See? They are liars. I don't... That's, yeah, that, that makes me quite angry. And then season two. Okay, figured out something very important. And See, this is... Is this still considered the Laugh Olympics? Yeah, so season one was called Laugh Olympics. The... Overarching series title Was Scooby-Doo's All-Star Laugh Olympics Okay But season two Was just Scooby-Doo's All-Star Which I think is That's own DVD too uh, So once again <laughs> You get into this thing Where I mean now we're In a digital age But when this was coming out And everyone was Buying DVDs You could start Pumping out all of these shows And I remember Like I, I'm i fortunate enough And I'm sure you do too I remember the days When Boomerang Actually showed that Classic type of, cartoons yeah. Okay, so we're moving now into the sixth, incarn- the, sixth the sixth ring one. of hell called the new Scooby and Scrappy-Doo show, which was also called the new Scooby-Doo Mysteries. Huh. Not to be confused with the new Scooby-Doo movies. It was a half hour made up of two 11-minute cartoons. In 1984, it was changed. For season two, Velma and Fred... Returned to the show Everyone is thrilled You hear people cheering Right a four year absence And it seems it's like The exact same kind of The first incarnation They com- they attempted to combine Elements of the original And the more current episodes Gotcha By having A mix of them Solving supernatural mysteries And then it being Just a guy in a mask being, Yeah being a guy in a mask And then season two Was when we finally Find out Fred's last name Which is Fred Jones Fred, Ro- wait a minute. You, you're right though. But in this, oh, this is interesting. Fred's last name is given as Rogers initially in his return appearance, huh. although later in the same episode is corrected as Jones because Fred Rogers was a totally it's a beautiful different day in the, the neighborhood. Sort of, the Scooby theme song is performed in the style of a Thriller era Michael Jackson. Weird. Now it feels like, all right, Scooby-Doo is just trying to ride the zeitgeist. Because if its opening theme is trying to match Thriller, one of the biggest songs of the decade, it's starting to reference things a little bit more. I mean, I guess it was always doing that because when it had guest stars that were popular celebrities Mm -hmm. of the time. But I think it feels a little bit more blatant when it does something like that. Yeah, and I'm looking here and apparently it's also available on HBO Max this iteration. Unless I don't, I, I just typed in, I don't see it. Unless they combined it with yeah, I'm not getting any results. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. wait, a minute, wait a minute. No, these, the, oh, HBO Max season five of what is called Scooby and Scrappy Doo is actually the new Scooby Doo mysteries, aka the new Scooby oh, and Scrappy Doo. Oh, these sneaky because bastards. Because that begins with Scooby the Barbarian. Which the gang tries to solve a mystery involving the disappearance of an archaeologist. This is starting to become almost uh, malicious so, at this So point. apparently Scooby-Doo and Scrappy-Doo, the fourth incarnation, Scooby and Scrappy-Doo, the fifth incarnation, uh-huh. and the new Scooby and Scrappy-Doo <laughs> show are all on HBO Max, but they're under this the heading of Scooby-Doo and Scrappy-Doo. It's a lot to keep up in like your mind. It's very hard. Okay, but we're teasing it out. We're teasing it out. Now we're getting less complicated. I think that I think from 76 to 84 is where it's as complicated. And again... It's a revolving door of... It's still trying to match the formula, mm-hmm. but they're calling it all these different things. Right, and, and they're also trying to do like mini-episodes... Within, within a grander, a grander episode. episode episodes. Now we're getting to a show that I, I am more familiar with. Uh-huh. The 13 Ghosts of Scooby-Doo. Which I'm not familiar with, but I have... I either had it at one point. Because these were 13 episodes. I'm almost positive in this one was where they were actually going against actual... Ghosts. Ghosts, I think. No, that sounds right. Because if I remember correctly, the pairing is Scooby, Shaggy, and Daphne? Yes. Here's what it says. Scooby and Scrappy. No, no, no. Excuse me. Excuse me? Excuse me? (laughs) Scooby and Scoop... Shaggy and Scooby and friends Must return 13 ghosts to a magic chest Which they inadvertently released So this has an arc This is, right. a, this is a series arc they, they opened up the Ark of the Covenant In The initial episode Yeah, you're right, that's weird It's only Scooby, Shaggy Scrappy's also here And, and Daphne. Daphne Which is an odd, odd parent And Flim Flam Who's that? I don't know <laughs> <laughs> That's Anthony <laughs> Flimflam.
1: Who the hell Flim is Flint Flint? I've never heard of that.
0: Oh, hmm. he's a clever, streetwise kid. Uh oh! <laughs> you draw your own conclusions. <laughs> okay, listen to this. In the initial episode, the gang are thrown off course on a trip to Honolulu in Daphne's plane. Daphne has a plane? Well, she's rich. I guess I don't. Instead, they land in the Himalayas while inside a temple. Scooby and Shaggy are tricked by two bumbling ghosts named Weirb and Bogle into opening the Chest of Demons. (laughs) A magical artifact that houses the 13 most terrifying and powerful ghosts and demons ever to walk the face of the earth, as the ghosts can only be returned to the chest by those who originally set them free. Of course they can. Scooby and Scrappy, accompanied by Daphne... Scrappy-Doo and a young con artist named Flim Flam embark on a worldwide quest to recapture them before they wreak irreversible havoc upon the the world. It's the chipmunk adventure of Scooby-Doo movies. Assisting them is Flim Flam's friend, a warlock named Vincent Van Gool. Is that when it's played by Vincent Price? Yeah. Who contacts the gang... So I remember seeing this and I remember actually liking it because I remember it being kind of fun that, oh, these are actual ghosts. Right. They're taking it definitely more seriously. And Vincent Van Gogh is, not Vincent Van Gogh, Vincent Price, Egghead himself is in this. And it involves uh, Tom Ruger. Yeah, Tom Ruger, who was an animator with Animaniacs and and Tiny Toon Adventures. So I remember it having like, oh yeah, it broke the fourth wall a lot. Yeah, I, yeah yeah here it says sounds fun and the enemies were real i definitely recommend that one that one i remember seeing and it's only 13 episodes and well and sorry, all so right so that's that was 85 what year? 85 so now i feel like are we coming up to okay so now we've gone on pretty much a non-stop scooby-doo from 1976 on to 1985 like every year every year there's been a scooby-doo what's eight minus five three okay we now we thank you we now have a three-year gap before we get to a show, which I'm sure you must have seen. Pop named Scooby-Doo? A pup Do? named Scooby-Doo. Yeah. Which, which aired is from 88 to 91. So I guess I thought that this was the episodes. biggest departure, but it also feels very of that time, too, because there was a lot of, like, there was, like, Muppet Babies. And yeah, because was... this is the time period also of, like, Tailspin and DuckTales and those, where you're getting a renaissance of... Kids animated series I definitely saw this Yeah But it's not as good Yeah I remember being more kiddie. Yeah it's definitely It's like terrible. they went the They, they, they went The opposite well, their, way all their over Their previous show Had You know Demons wrecking havoc <laughs> Over the earth <laughs> And you had the guy Who ran The house on Haunted Hill You have the guy Who tried to take over The egg production Of Gotham City <laughs> Oh and this is interesting A Pup Named Scooby-Doo Is the final television series In which Don Messick portrayed Scooby-Doo before his death in 1997. And what was the plot? It was just basically them as kids. Yeah, right? they're kids. Yeah, it depicts younger... Uh, uh, yeah, similar it's, to the original series. But it's series. still, if I remember correctly, still more of them finding mysteries, but it's always a guy in a mask. But it's basically like the original series, but with them they're as kids. kids. And there was a side character that they had called Red Herring, where they always blamed it on that guy. Oh, like, yeah, here you go. Here literally you go. week after week. It was like I bet Red Herring's on, and like by the third week, wouldn't you think like I'm not? I'm assuming it's not. Oh, you, here you go. The new format followed the trend of the babyfication of older cartoon characters. I like that idea of a uh, uh, of a character named. Uh, it's literally Red named Herring. Red Herring. Okay, now that one I saw, and that that one I feel like they that ran on Nickelodeon. That one I have on nostalgia for because it would be on a lot at grandma's house. Mm-hmm. But then rewatching it, it's like. I don't know why I'm watching this over the original series. Yeah, it's probably ho- all of those, and it also aired during the Fantastic World of Hanna Barbera cartoon block. Oh, did you ever see a movie called Scooby Doo and the Curse of the Thirteenth Ghost? No, I don't think so. Because wait a minute, yes, yeah, so that was produced in 2019, and that sort of the ending of the show that was on. I guess the oh, this is interesting. The, the Thirteen Ghosts of Scooby Doo didn't have an ending. Oh, it was like that's you and I fun. made it and <laughs> lacked an ending. And that this movie was like the, the, was the like the, the book end. That's kind of fun. Okay. I was I was looking to see if I could purchase Scooby-Doo. Oh, you know what? I'm just realizing to kind of backtrack a little bit. So, this set that we have in front of me is the best of the new Scooby-Doo movies. Ooh, let me see the cover. So, it's the same Ooh. one as probably the But almost. look look how look at the font. It's so tiny. Look how tiny it is. I didn't even notice that. So now what I'm wondering is that one that they released, that's the almost complete. Mm-hmm. Is it the same exact thing, but they just called it the almost complete no, collection? No, no. Th- this one has way more ep- episodes. This new version. Now, okay, that was 91 where it ended. Now we jump to the kids WB uh, in 2002. With the other one that was most What's nostalgic. What's new, scooby What's Doo? new? Which I definitely saw that one also. Less so, I would imagine that, see, I don't have as much of an affinity for it as Megan does. Megan sometimes likes watching that. I will say this, that sends me back to being in 2002, 2003, but quality-wise, it's not nearly as, I mean, they're like, we're running away from the ghost music, is simple plan. But it was basically also, it was just the original show. It was the original show, but 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 just updated and modernized. So at least that's less complicated to understand. It's super easy to understand. Please. <laughs> it's not uh I feel like too now. I'm not pairing it this, with Richie Rich. After this point, though, is when things go off the rails again. Okay, so now after this, this was two thousand two to two thousand six. Now we get a show I've never heard of, which was on the CW from two thousand six until two thousand eight called Shaggy and Scooby Doo Get a Clue. Do you know that one? That's new. That's new to me. Uh, the premise of the show revolves around the fact that Scoop. Oh, 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 I like this one. That Shaggy Rogers' incredibly rich Uncle Albert Shaggleford disappears <laughs> and names Shaggy at his, as his sole heir for inheritance. Oh. With the help of the inheritance, Shaggy has upgraded the Mystery Machine, giving it the ability to transform itself into a number of different vehicles, like hot dog making machine. <laughs> Okay. I don't know much about that one. I, but I also think, too, that at this point, the animation starts to go a little too haywire. Yeah, I know what you mean. We're, we're, it's, it's, it's losing a kind of classical quality yeah. where they're abandoning it. Oh, this one I've heard of. I, I never saw it. 2010 to 2013 on Cartoon Network, Scooby Doo Mystery Incorporated. Yeah, I heard of it, never saw an a, yeah. episode. This returns to the early days of Scooby and the gang solving mysteries, though it makes multiple references to previous incarnations. The series takes a tongue-in-cheek approach to the classic Scooby-Doo formula with increasingly outlandish technology. Oh, it was a serial format with an ongoing story arc featuring dark elements that are treated with near-total seriousness. And is the first in the series to make use of real ghosts and monsters since the 13 Ghosts of Scooby-Doo. Oh, and pays homage to the horror genre with parodies of... Horror films like A Nightmare on Elm Street, <laughs> Saw, Twin Peaks, and the Works of H.P. Lovecraft. Wow. Okay, this one I gotta check I out. I mean, that one sounds interesting. Although, at this point now, uh, Shaggy would most likely have just been played by Matthew Lillard, You're right? You're absolutely right. And Mindy Cohn, who is best known for being one of the girls on... Uh, Facts of Facts Life. Facts of Life. You take the good, you take the bad. <laughs> take them both, and you have this podcast. <laughs> and, then, and then, of course, Mrs.... Um, Oh, I oh I oh I I always forget that Mrs. F- not Steve Rogers, Mrs. Barton Fink. What's his name? What's Hawkeye's wife? What What's his name? Clint, uh, Linda Carnaline. Clint Barton. Right. She was Velma in the movie, and she also she rec- she plays a recurring character on this show called Hot Dog Water. Oh, Linda, <laughs> Linda, Linda, Linda. <laughs> okay, now twenty. 20- now we're getting to the last two iterations. Okay. Be cool, Scooby Doo. Uh huh. Which, in the show, the Scooby gang travel during their Scooby... Or they encounter... This is... Okay, this is where they have... Yeah, this is where things have been redesigned. I just don't like that style of animation. Yeah, though. this is that kind of major redesign. And, and it takes a more humorous approach to Scooby-Doo. Well, I'm almost liking the Mystery Inc. one. Yeah, Mystery Incorporated. Because that sounds... So, if it's paying homage... Ooh! I just looked at the... At the... Uh, Animation. Animation. It almost looks like a parody on Family Guy. If Mystery Incorporated also still takes things seriously and has darker tones as well as this, mm-hmm. like meta, tongue in cheek, like making fun of it, mm-hmm. that's fun and I like that. But I don't want one that's just a pure satire of Scooby Doo. Yeah, and also like I, I realize that of course, yes, Scooby Doo is for kids. Right. It's it, not for me anymore. There's no way around it. But you can still enjoy it. Hopefully. I, I, I'm looking. Um, mystery Incorporated is available on HBO, as HBO as well? Max. So I might actually check that one out. And then you get to this last one, which I mentioned before. Scooby-Doo and the Guess Who follows a similar premise to the Scooby-Doo Mysteries. The series focuses on Mystery Inc. Gang as they solve mysteries with crossovers with celebrities, fictional characters, DC Comics, and Hanna-Barbera characters. All right. Malcolm. Okay, here's a few names on this. George Takei. Oh. Keenan Thompson. Okay. Penn and Teller. Oh. Axel Rose. Oh, why? <laughs> Jeff Foxworthy. All right. Alton Brown. R- wait, from, from Good Eats. From Good Eats? And everyone's favorite, Neil DeGrasse Tyson. I, Mr. Funkiller himself. <laughs> wow. So, I, you know, I don't know about you, but I feel a little bit more. I guess I just kind of clear. assumed that it still had that level of insanity that the way that the era of the 70s did. Mm-hmm. It doesn't, I guess. It's both refreshing and uplifting to know that it can still last this many years mm-hmm. and have all these different formats and iteration. And I'm sure that there are people that prefer one of these ones that's like outright insane. I mean, I think the only, from my memory of it, I mean, Scooby-Doo, Where Are You? has to be the best Sure. one. I remember really liking the new Scooby-Doo movies. Yeah. Particularly for their surrealism. And the uh, the crossover element. Yeah, and the 13 Ghosts of Scooby-Doo, I remember being good. But, yeah, once you get into these weird, like, Scooby-Doo, Scrappy-Doo, Puppy Hour. It's just... Who it's... is the other... Oh, the, the New Puppy Adventure. That's what that other series was called, the New Puppy... I don't even know what that one is. No. Nah. But, of course, none of them had Scooby-Doo macking on his... his uh, well, that was in uh, the Scooby Doo show. Scooby Doo show. What was that called Sh- Thriller Diller the Chiller? The Chiller Diller movie thriller or something like that? Yeah, so I don't know. I feel I feel better about myself. I feel like okay, I know now. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. I, I, this is what I was lo- This was the key piece of information I was okay. looking for about the Scooby and Scrap. I feel like um, Sean Connery in uh, the Last Crusade, right? When I'm I'm looking at in that church, and there's the big X, and I'm trying to find where the, the tomb is. And uh-huh. I, oh no, who was it who takes the um, paper? I guess it was Indy. Remember, he puts the paper, he makes it like a, a, a scratch. Oh on, yeah, over the rubbing the top of it. Except I'm looking up Scooby and Scrappy do. <laughs> okay, the first half hour consisted of a seven-minute Scrappy and Yabadoo episode placed between two seven-minute. Sc- Scooby-Doo and Scrappy-Doo episodes followed by a 30-minute episode of The New Puppy Adventures. Save yourself some time. And And don't uh, watch them. And just check out. I mean, I'm actually more interested in checking out like the 13 Ghosts one. Mm -hmm. The Mystery Incorporated actually sounds all right. I'm trying to see if 13 Ghosts is available. You know what? I'm going to bet money. That the movie from 2019 is on there, but not the show. Neither is. So you just lost that. I money. just lost money. Oh well. Hey, it could be worse. You could be having Tim Curry be your elocution teacher, and your student is Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> Wait, is that now? Like Tim Curry now? Tim Curry right now <laughs> is and your Sylvester Stallone. And you know right what? Now. Tim Curry right now has, still better, has better elocution than Sylvester Stallone right now. <laughs> Obscure Obsessions 2 is directed and produced by Taylor and Nick Sicario and is a co-production with Tan Productions. Special thanks to Anchor for podcast distribution and to Twin Musicom and Walpurnia Music for providing the score. Be sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for episode details, previews, and more. And check out our blog at obscureobsessionsblog.blogspot.com for movie recommendations, lists, reviews, and articles. We thank you for your continued support. (music) Thank <music> you.